Welcome to the Acts 29 Southern African podcast, a podcast born out of a vision seeking to see healthy, reflective, and reconciling churches go on to multiply through church planting. And of course, all within the Southern African context. My name is John O'Tarope, and I have the privilege of hosting this podcast, which we pray is very much for your benefit and ultimately all for God's eternal glory. Our guest today is George Kamara. George has an impressive resume, having lived and worked in the USA, and he comes to the table with some 20 years of experience in business and strategy development. He has enjoyed working with some of the most dynamic companies like Nike and Edcon, and he has experience serving as a board member on the American Chambers Board. George has been married to Vicky for 21 years, and together they have a 17-year-old son. George is also interested in rugby, comics, leadership and mentorship, and international politics. George, welcome to the Axe 29 Southern African Podcast. What a privilege it is to have you on the show today. How's it? Great to be here. So I, I mentioned that you're a rugby fan. Uh, what team do you support? Well, I know I'm in Pretoria and it's a dangerous territory to mention this, but uh, I'm definitely a Lions supporter. Ah, praise God. Praise God. We're in Bulls country, but it is good to meet a fellow Lions supporter. Tell me, you also mentioned that you're into comics. We kind of have a running competition going on this podcast. Uh, a lot of people come on, they say they, they DC. Our network director, Pastor Onimo Katle, is a DC fan. Um, many other folks are Marvel fans. Where do you sit? I am a Marvel fan. Ah, unashamedly. Unashamedly, I love Hulk. Hulk and Wolverine, they are my characters. Do you see something of yourself in them? This, this I strong. Do. Ah. I do. I, look, I aspire to to those physiques, right? But um, <laughs> really, what drives what, what what drives me to them is they're a little crazy. They yeah. get left off center. They are not afraid to kind of step out of their box and do things differently. So good, so good. You also mentioned uh, an interest in leadership, mentorship. Uh, yes. What 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 books at the moment uh, are you reading that have rocked your world? You could re- recommend perhaps to others. Yeah, look, I think um, I will recommend a book. I also recommend some uh, podcasts to maybe follow. Uh, Greg Rochelle on the Christian side, I think, does a great job yeah. um, to follow him there. Andy Stanley has also got uh, um, his podcast that does great work around yeah. leadership, and he's got that on a, on a weekly basis. Great. And then um, from a book point of view, Extreme Ownership, it's by uh, Jocko Willink. It's, it's some Marines and Navy SEALs who uh, fought in the Afghan war and just how that has translated into work life. They've also got a great podcast. Sure. Jocko Willink, highly recommended. Fantastic. What we'll do is we'll, we'll link uh, those in the show notes. So if you're interested awesome. in any of those, uh, check that out. Okay. Uh, George, you are the second Axe 29 Southern African member to come on the podcast. We had Dr. Batanayi Manika on previously. And I'm going to ask you the same question I kicked off that podcast with. Why have you, George Kamara, said yes to serving on the Acts 29 Southern African Board? Well, look, I think God has uh, blessed me with uh, being able to work in great companies that have taught me good skills. And um, I have a great relationship and friendship with One. And um, I wanted to put my skills to service, being able to serve the Lord the way that he's called me to serve. And when God gives you something, you've got to be able to pass it on to others. And I believe that X29 has the opportunity to uh, potentially improve on the strategy side and help churches kind of coming through to give them some skills in terms of how to set up um, the church right from the get-go yeah. and have those conversations. So I think a couple of things. One, good friendship with Ane. Two, yeah. God gave me this gift that needs to be used. And three, um, I think 
the gift needs to be passed on and the skills can be passed on and we want to set people up for success. Yeah, That's amen. ultimately what X29 should be doing, right? Is yeah, absolutely. Helping these startup churches to be successful long term mm. and use their resources and skills effectively. That's so good. That's so good. Tell me, uh, what are you excited about as you think about the Southern African region and perhaps specifically the church in Southern Africa? Mm-hmm. Well, look, I think having lived in America and now living in coming back to, to Africa, because I see myself as, as Africa, I always joke, I left South Africa and came back to Africa. It's become a lot more of an um, Africa story rather than just a South Africa sure, story. But sure. let's talk Southern Africa. I think in Southern Africa, I think we do have a lot of good skill sets over here in South Africa that are comparable anywhere in the world. Yeah. Um, we can really help to set up churches that are looking to expand to the rest of Southern Africa to help people who need help. Mm. And the help is slightly different. If you look in a developed world, it tends to be a lot more around society and what is affecting people within society, within that developed world, social media, um, peer pressure, all of these kind of things. In South Africa, it's or Southern Africa, it can be just a basic need, food, sure. health, sure. Um, schooling, security. And I think the church has got a big role to play in doing what we're supposed to do on the mission side as well as the worship side, yeah. and that is yeah. to go and feed people sure. and help them to feed themselves yeah. um, and pass along the knowledge that we have to others. So for me, I think... There's also an authenticity mm. around people of Southern Africa that they want to know, want to learn, and they need help. And um, they're more open to being approached, right. I think, by uh, Christians having a conversation around life in general and maybe not being as cynical sure. as the rest of uh, the developed world. So I just think that um, really to try and sum it up, it's about, hey, we can make a real difference. Yeah. With very little, um, and I find that people who believe over here, because of that sincerity and authenticity, believe very, very deeply. Mm. And like, if you if you look at it globally around the world, you're seeing that developing worlds, uh, developing countries, are having a bigger influence on the rest of the world. Yeah, come on, that's India, good. Africa, um, Africa especially. Um, sure. 54 countries, there's a lot of culture over here that we can share with the rest of the world. Why shouldn't our faith and how we celebrate our faith be one of those things? So good, so good. That's exciting. Um, tell me, though, what do you think is the biggest threat or challenge to to that dream of church planting, uh, upskilling folks uh, across across Southern Africa? Look, I think it's a couple of things. One, we need to recognize and we always need to understand that we are going to be fighting a spiritual warfare as yeah. we go through this, and that you've got to understand that this is going to be tough. Sure, I think sure. that's the, the first thing that you need to recognize. Two is do you have the support structure there um, to help you along? You can't do everything by yourself. Right. Uh, even Paul had help, and his, you know, he changed the world with, along with God, but he had people with him. Yeah. And I think that, you know, I, I think a lot of people have this dream of wanting to do churches and reach out and uh, change the world, but 
their approach is to try and do it by themselves. Right. So I think that is a bit of a risk. You can't do everything by yourself, and you've got to kind of humble yourself to to realize that you don't have all the answers, and other people can help you. Yeah. Um, I think not going with the Holy Spirit is maybe another one. Sure. Is um, you know it becomes a head thing and it becomes an administration thing, and not necessarily a hey, where does God want to take this? Right. Um, and the aspiration or where Christ may want it to be is a smaller church. Right. um, Are you planning for that? Are you planning to have a mega church? And are you in conflict with Christ on on that? So it's, are you aligned with the Holy Spirit? So I think that's a, that's also a a risk. Um, The other thing is society. We've got to understand the world is, is not for us. It's against us. And it is actively trying to win souls, just like we are trying to win souls. And, and we need to understand that we're going to get in the battle there with that. And, uh, it's going to be messy, but if we're called to do that, we've got to, we've got to be courageous in going after that. Um, so good. Yeah, I think, I think those are all of the ones I can think of at the top of my head right now. I love what you're saying about you know, being spirit-led because uh, I think so often we can forget about that um, mm-hmm. as kind of uh, within, the, especially within the kind of reformed churches. We, yes. we, we sometimes can downplay that. But, but tell me, so on the other hand, um, mm-hmm. what, 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 what role do you think a good strategy uh, has in terms of setting up a church planter or a church to be a healthier church. Okay, cool. So look, I think the big thing around church planting and strategy, I would say is you're looking at three years out. A good strategy should be at minimum of three years. Okay. Um, kicking off with getting the core foundation right. Any strategy is made up of three parts. Yeah. Any strategy is made up of three parts. And those three parts really is first is what is your position? Where are you right now? What do you have? Um, and also what is happening around you. Right. So you may have an aspiration around, hey, listen, I want to open a church and I want to help the needy. Right. Okay. But what are you going to face in that? Are you facing society? Are you facing a community that is aggressive towards you? Are you, do you know how to engage with this community? So that's the first thing. Second right. thing is you need to have people around you who can advise you. You know, the Bible talks to this about yeah. having eldership with you. And you absolutely need to have the Holy Spirit um, kind of leading you and guiding you to God's purpose and not what you perceive is your own purpose sure. to try sure. and get out to God. I think that is very, very, very key. So once you've done that and you've established your position, out of that you should be able to identify five max. Okay. Um, what are those major challenges that you need to address in order for the church to be successful, um, both at starting but in three years' time to where you want to get to? Wow. And once you've done that, um, that is where your strategy comes out of, your challenges. You go, okay, these are the three key things I need to focus on in order for us to be successful. I think the challenge when you don't do strategy is you see a hundred different things. Right. And they all have equal weight and no one is as important. So they, you're giving five minutes of your time to a hundred things sure, as sure. opposed to, hey, out of an hour, there's 40 minutes that goes to the most important thing, gospel, yep. outreach, um, mission work. And then you might, be, you might be putting more time into administration, which is not what God calls us to. It's a part and function of how a church should run. Right. And then, so you make the main thing the main thing. And you mm. know more than three to five things is what you should be focusing on. And then the third part is, okay, now we know what our strategy is. What are the action steps against those three things, three to five things, that you are going to get after? And who is going to do it? Very, very important. Sure. 
you do not have to do everything. You get you decide along with your team what are the resources you have and how are you going to apply those resources to those strategy and action steps and how are they going to feed back? When do you want to get after it? Usually a good 90-day plan, three months to start getting after some of the steps and then you measure it on a quarterly basis. That's the fourth part is you wow. have to measure progress. If you're not measuring progress, how do you know if you're making any success? So I think that's the basic structure of a, a strategy. Um, you have to have the help up front. Right. Look at where you currently are. Out of, your, out of the challenges that you're facing, identify what you're going to focus on and where you're going to spend the majority of your time. Out of that, figure out who your resources are, what the action steps against that are, and by when you want to have it done. And then the last part is track it on a quarterly basis. And then I would say one last step, which is kind of a, a forward-looking step, is almost every fourth quarter, you should be looking at your three-year strategy again and saying, okay, what have we sure. seen happen sure. over the last three quarters? And what's working, what's not working? What do we tweak along the way? And is the Holy Spirit kind of leading? We've gone th- through a period where this is what we needed to do. And is he leading us in a different direction? We always have to leave space for the Spirit in this yeah. and the fact that God works in his own time. Um, one other call out on the strategy is I'm a big believer in, in a couple of things. One, I steal this from Ravi Zacharias. Uh, yeah. He's, he's kind of a strap line on, on his RZIM. It's yep. let my people think. That is what strategy is, is sure. making the time to think about what you're going to do and start wow. there rather than go and then go, well, we should have done this back then. And, and so you've got to think. Think up front and then think on a quarterly basis and measure progress. So let my people think is a big thing for me. Second thing I would say is, is that during the process of work, life happens. Right. You've got to deal with broken people. You've got to right. deal with needy people. You've got to deal with administration. You might even deal with conflict. What you have to do is realize that you're going to lose sight of your own strategy sometimes. Okay. So I always use this phrase, I always used to use this in my, my work, is when in doubt, strategy. If you don't know what you need to do and you're confused by everything and overwhelmed by everything, go back to your strategy and see what the main thing is and go and put your time where it needs to be. So I think you have to realize that your strategy is your roadmap. There are going to be times where you lost. You've got to right. go back to your map. It's not a case of you look at it once and then it's done. Right. It's a, it's a constant thing that you have to do. So, yeah, in a nutshell, I think that kind of covers the whole of strategy. George, I think in, in about three or four minutes, you just kind yeah. of uh, rocked every planter listening to this is mine. And they're okay. like, wow, okay, we need to slow that down. Listen to this in 0.5 sure. speed and and go through it. I mean, that was just brilliant. So thank, thank you, you so much for that. You mentioned those so two things I just want to kind of pick up on there that you said that you said, okay, so you mentioned eldership, but I think, would you agree that like a core team, so this is pre-planting, Correct. a core team could serve that purpose? Absolutely. A yeah. core team is, is exactly what you need. Um, I talk eldership from a church point of view, right. but a core team, you're going to need a team. Right. You can't do this by yourself. Um, and, and that core team, you know, as much as you led, you feel led to, to go and open a church and start a church right. and plant a church, God is similarly doing that work in your core team. Mm, and he's putting them there for you. And I think that you need to be open to that. And what you need to do is ask. So good. Um, a lot of Christians 
are always looking for, okay, what does God want me to do? <laughs> and you may be providing that opportunity that they are looking for. So yeah. don't be afraid to ask. You have to ask. And God's given you something to go and do. Be courageous. Go out and ask people. Hey, listen, God has called you. We are Christians. We have a mandate to do what God calls us to do. Yeah. And, yeah. um, yeah, don't be afraid. Go get that core team together. That's awesome. The other thing that you mentioned, though, as well, is being led by the Spirit. I guess I'd ask you, George Kamara, mm. how how do you cultivate that time, right? So so uh, previously, uh, Dr. Bethany Manika challenged mm. us to go back to prayer. If you're planning a church, be, you know, go back to prayer. Yes. We had a planter on the uh, previous time, um, Pastor Stephen Murray, who said, go back to word ministry. Yes, I, I'm sensing you're probably going to say something similarly, but how can you provide that space to think and be led by the Holy Spirit? For me, I, I'm a big believer in go back to the Word. Uh, right. You know, um, whenever I am lost, whenever I'm struggling, um, I get called to get back in the Word and see what God wants to do. Uh, you know, our ultimate strategy is the Bible. Amen. And that's points the way, it shows us everything that we need, all the tools we need when we're lost. And, um, you know, you've got to trust God, and this is where faith comes in. I think you, when you don't know the answer, it's going to come either through your core team, your right. elder team, yep. uh, your wife potentially, yep. and uh, trust God's word through that. Test it in the word. And then, yes, prayer. If you had to ask me to nail one thing, I'm going to say spend time in the word, be consistent in the word. That's, yeah. you know, as a Christian, if you want to stay close to God, it's, it's prayer in the word. So good. So good. So when we assess church planters or pastors applying to join Acts 29, either as a, a, a potential church plant or um, an existing church that's looking to be a multiplying church, mm-hmm. so often the area that they are least equipped for is their strategy. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that is the case? Well, one, I don't think that they teach it in seminary. Right. And I think it should be part of what you do um, as part of a course, that that is there for for church planters and and. Uh, potential future pastors yeah. is how do you actually get from A to B and um, what is B right. and where is A? Mm. And I think, so, so that's the one thing. I think the second thing is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to generalize a little bit, but as South Africans, if I look at South Africa versus America, um, how we see strategy is slightly different. In America, strategy is pretty much how I've explained it. It's a forward look. It's a lot of thought goes into it. It's very kind of academic, right. kind of challenging. Your goal is massive. In South Africa, we tend to be a little bit more timid, and we make our strategy from an action list. I need to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P. It's a long list of things, and we say that's my strategy. Right. Or my strategy is to reach God or um, – we want to be a blessing in the community. Right. Really good example. What does that mean? Right. Are you going to feed them? Are you going to comfort them? Are you going to be in a specific area of violence or against sex trafficking? Right. Are you going to do prayer as your core thing? Is it gospel? What is it going to be? And it's about being specific. So I think the challenge really is is how we see it. Right. We see it right. as an action list, a strategy. That's not strategy. Strategy is getting to what are the the key things you're going to focus on. Action list is how you execute those key things, those key three, four, five things. That is so good. Tell me how, so, so, I mean, if you're a pastor planter, you haven't gone through, you haven't been exposed to this at seminary. 
other than listening to this podcast, which obviously we mm-hmm. <laughs> we're pushing, how can you kind of grow in your your your? Is there a book maybe or a resource or a, something that folks could go to in terms of uh, upskilling themselves in strategy? Yes, um, you know it's a great resource I use a lot is uh, LinkedIn Learning. I think it's the premium package. I think is about three hundred and eighty five rand a month. But in that you get what's um, you get LinkedIn Premium, but you also get LinkedIn Learning. Right. And in LinkedIn Learning, there are plenty of things around strategy and and strategy development and how to run strategy, run SWOT analysis, all of these tools, and and they even have tools that you can download. Sure. Um, uh, PDFs that you can use. The other thing is ask for help. People yeah. who know how to do it, um, you know, business people generally speaking should be doing strategy in some form or the other. Right. Um, ask them to be part of your core team to to maybe lead a day oh, um, wow. and be almost facilitators so that you can be part of the thinking team um, and share your thoughts as well. You cannot really in a strat session, be a facilitator and a leader at the same time. You need, you need that space right. to be able to have the conversation. So I would say, um, yeah, LinkedIn learning, absolutely. And then just go and Google. There are so many strategic, um, strategic documents. You can go on YouTube. YouTube, yeah. if you want to go for, if you can get uh, data, go to YouTube, have a look at strategy. There is... It's everywhere. It's not. It's not a difficult thing to get. What it is, it's a it's sometimes a difficult thing to facilitate ah. and kick off. And so, this is where I I believe it might be better to to identify someone who is a business person who has strategy experience, who when you want to kick off this whole discussion around strategy, he facilitates or she facilitates that um, that process for you and kind of guides the conversation around getting to those three, four, five things that you need to get to. Because what happens during these sessions is it's usually a brain dump. So everyone just throws ideas. And then what you do is you kind of lean towards God and kind of, okay, where do we want to go? And that facilitator is there to kind of guide you. Um, and But the, the church planter needs that space to be able to, to express yeah. these thoughts and of course. feelings. You can't do that if he's busy facilitating. So good, so good. George, this has been amazing. Um, I definitely feel like we'll we'll get you on again. Um, okay. But but I, I, maybe just one more question, sure. and you can take you can take as much time as you want on this. Sure. Um, so you've got a number of church plant planters listening. You've got pastors listening. You've got leaders uh, mm-hmm. listening. Church leaders listening to this. What is something that you'd want to say to them now? It's uh, you know the end of the twenty twenty. It's been a tough year. Uh, just generally speaking, I want to give you the floor and say, what is something that is maybe on your heart that God has laid there that you would want to share with 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 us as church leaders? Yeah, a couple of things. I think um, one is, hey, take the time to think. Like mm. I said, uh, let my people think is is a big thing for me for a reason. You you can't really. You can't move forward while you're in motion. Sure, you might be moving forward in the wrong direction. So yeah. you've got to like stop and look at where you're going and um, go from there. The second thing is let the Spirit lead. And I think that that requires prayer and that requires people to come around you and spend the time with the Lord that you need to spend with the Lord. Um, be in His Word. Seek Him out. Let Him tell you who are the people you need to engage with. Um, let him also kind of lead the process and where he needs to get to. Uh, third, I would say be courageous. Yeah. Um, and 
and let the spirit kind of lead you to where you need to go, even if it's uncomfortable. Sure. And it, sure. And it probably will be uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, but understand that God has a plan. And being faithful means sticking with the plan and trusting him that he will sort out the gaps that maybe you don't know. Mm. Um, a strategy in a Christian context is not, is not a, it's not a full-blown roadmap because we, we have our plans, but God has his plans. Amen. And ultimately, yeah. it's, we, we need to be flexible within that. Yeah. So what we're doing is creating a framework, but allowing the Spirit to, to take the church where it needs to go. And then trust in that. So good. Um, yeah. So I think that's my 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 advice is um, just do some research, stop, think, and then my last point. And I'm going to go back to it again. In the future, as you're going along, and um, you know, and you feel lost, when in doubt, go back to the strategy, and the strategy will help you get to where you need to go. And then um, I would say. You know, the last thing is understand God is for you. Amen. Um, and he, he wants you to take action, absolutely. But he is with you and you're not alone. Um, we are here as well. Acts 29 is there yeah. uh, for you. You don't have to do this by yourself. So good. George, you mentioned LinkedIn. You mentioned uh, yes. that you're, you're, you're available to folks. Could folks connect with you on LinkedIn? Yeah, absolutely. Um, George Kamara. At LinkedIn, that's where Fantastic. it is. You can find me over there. And then um, also, if you'd like to, to you know, uh, maybe follow up a conversation with George, you're welcome to get in touch with us at X29 through our local website. George, really, thank you so much for doing this. That's we pray that God is going to use this for his ultimate glory. And so may you and your family continue to be blessed as you go out and seek to be blessing. Great. And then to our listeners, thank you for tracking with us this first season of our Acts 29 Southern African podcast. We will be back soon, we promise, with season two. But as always, thank you for your invaluable time and your humble willingness to engage with us. Don't forget to rate and review us on whichever podcast platform you get your podcast from. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. That's Acts 29 Southern Africa. And you can check out our website, acts29.com forward slash network forward slash southern hyphen Africa. Until season two, take care.